Hey, hey, welcome back. Today, we've got another real estate investing power couple, Leonard and Sarah Semajust. And these folks, I love what we're going to be talking about because they are doing something a little bit, no, scratch that, a lot a bit different than most real estate investors because they are doing development deals. So we're going to talk all about that. Leonard, Sarah, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It's an honor. So you guys, let's get started. Where are you based? Where do you do most of your deals? And how did you get into real estate, most specifically development type properties? Okay. Well, I'll, I'll start it off. Um, we are based um, in Ottawa. Um, most of our deals are in Ottawa. And we have a couple in Cornwall, which is about an hour away. And we have a one-off in uh, in Saskatoon. Wow. Um, yeah, I know, right? But, uh, you know, it was a good deal at the time. So we jumped on it. And, um, yeah, we started, you know, a while back in 2014, but really skilled during um, the pandemic in 2020. I think a lot, that's a lot of people's story mm -hmm. where, um, you know, in 2020, um, pandemic happened and um, they started, um, you know, more, maybe a little bit more free time. At least that was the case for us. Yeah. And really started investing more in ourselves and understanding that you can scale without your own money. And that's how um, we were able to scale and get into land development. Mm -hmm. so, so what did you guys start off doing, Leonard? What were the first deals that you guys did back in almost 10 years ago now in 2014? Well, back then it was, it was, it was basically just kind of like retail shopping. So like in 2014, Sarah bought her, uh, her, her, her condo. Mm -hmm. um, our, already owned the house that we currently lived in. I bought that when I was 29. So that was, you know, a couple of years ago, right? <laughs> hey, hey and, dude, uh, I got year, way more years on you. So <laughs> don't give me that. <laughs> um, and then, and then uh, after we got married, like we, we they want to do the, the typical thing of buying a bigger place, just, you know, just to get a bigger mortgage and have more rooms to clean that we, that we didn't, that we didn't <laughs> furniture and whatnot. So we decided to do to to buy a multifamily, and that was our first, uh, our first uh, at least our first um, um, purchase together. So we so bought. So what that what size of a multifamily? How many units? It was a duplex. A duplex. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, and and then as Sarah alluded to, once the pandemic hit, uh, we kind of like had some a little bit more time on our hands. Well, especially for for Sarah because she quit her job at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and then we kind of like kind of dove into this rabbit hole of like real estate investing um like like, like getting coaching yeah. going to well, seminars conferences and whatnot um and then we bought two properties actually off market in was it 2021 2021 yeah. yeah we bought a triplex then we bought a fourplex um we got a single family in in saskatoon mm -hmm. and later on we got into the land development um where now that we're we bought a single family to turn into a six unit and we bought a land actually that we're trying to turn into a hotel actually okay very interesting i love the i love the journey so that duplex that you guys bought were you kind of house hacking that living in one half and renting out the other half is is that what no, you're doing? I, no, actually, that one was was a pure rental from mm -hmm. from the jump. Now, actually, on the triplex that we wanted that we that we purchased uh, back in uh, 2021, we we're hoping to do a house hack there, uh, but that wasn't as we weren't successful with that because like and that was one of those uh, I guess those challenges that we came across 
um, in our real estate journey. Yeah, the, the tenant, you know, the unit we wanted to move into, the tenant wouldn't leave and then got into landlord tenant board and all of that. Wow. So it was quite a challenge, but I think we we turned it into a good upside at the end. At the it, end. It did end it up. Wasn't, it wasn't optimal. Um, that's why, like, like uh, when I was filling out the form, I was saying it was like almost a perfect burr yeah. because of the timing of the market. If we would have been able to get her out sooner, we would have been able to to get the full 80% loan to value instead of getting 72% loan to value. And that mm, 8%. That's still pretty good. Still, still pretty good. Still pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Very good. cool. So, so you went from the traditional route of kind of long-term buy and hold and focusing on small multifamily type properties. What really piqued your curiosity and your interest about getting into development deals and, and maybe explain to people what that actually means? Yeah, so land development is essentially, if I can explain it in a in a nutshell, <laughs> is um, taking a, a lot and changing it, whether it has a house on it or not, and changing either the zoning, you can sever, you're sort of changing the use of it. So yeah. we, we call it the highest and best use. So mm-hmm. you're trying to find, is there better use for that land? So sometimes you, you can sever it, which means splitting in, you know, how many you can and then selling it off the lot. Then you're essentially maybe getting a free house because you're getting all that money back. Um, you can sometimes change the zoning. The zoning basically dictates how many units or what kind of development you can do on, on that lot. So if you can change it from a zoning that only allows maybe a single family home to a multifamily, whether it be, you know, four unit, six unit, 20 unit, depending um, on the size of the lot. lot, Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And also maybe a commercial component, then you're, you're using that lot for um, a higher use than it currently is, which can yield um, definitely a better return. Yeah, no, that's, that, that is, that is fantastic. So I'm sure you guys know of a somebody who I think is becoming quite well-known in the whole land development side of things, uh, an old client of ours, Karina Guzman. Are you familiar yes. with Karina? Yeah. Absolutely. She's actually a very good friend and a coach. Exactly. Yeah. And then and that alludes to the second half of your question as far as what inspired us. So like we, we, we also have a YouTube channel. Um, and then, so we interviewed her and her husband and her story just inspired me and Sarah. Nice. And then, and, and then after, so, so we, so we got coaching from Alfonso beforehand. And then afterwards we got coaching from her and then we're nice. like, okay, you're in good hands. Then. Let's go in that route. Yeah. I remember um, when I first met Karina and Dave, uh, they were just kind of getting out of doing their own little small self-finance type deals, which they'd, they'd done quite well. And they're, you know, up until then that, that was her secret sauce was getting the properties rezoned and getting them shovel ready. So she would get the plans all put together and then sell the package to a developer. Nowadays, I think she's going all the way through and, you know, from A to Z, the the whole, the whole bit. So what are you guys, what are you guys doing with, with the land development? Are, are you getting them shovel ready to turn that over to a developer or are you planning to take them all the way through yourselves? So initially, actually, the plan was to do exactly what Karina was doing. So getting it shovel ready and selling off to a builder or whoever would, you know, want to purchase it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, actually, the, the, the lot that we were talking about where we're doing a six unit 
before Bill 23, I'm maybe not going to get too much into it, but in, in a nutshell, before um, now in Ontario, on every lot, you're allowed to do um, three units. Um, and um, depending on the lot size, obviously, you have to meet certain setbacks and whatnot. Right. Um, now, we were only going to be able to do four units before, but now we're able to do six. Wow. So the plan before was to just what we call flip the paper, getting it shovel ready, selling it to a builder. But now that we can do six, it actually makes sense to keep it and to build build it, um, which is why for that project, we are going all the way and we're going to go and um, all the way through construction. Congratulations. That's exciting. So, yeah. It's, and, and then what's the plan after that? Hold on to it long term? Yes, hold on to it long term. Exactly. Yeah. Build wealth and uh, yeah, hold on yeah, to so it. Yeah, so you're going to have a brand spanking new rental sixplex rental property in lovely Ottawa, Ontario. Then there's huge demand. Exactly. exactly. And it's very near um, a future LRT station, the Lincoln Fields um, nice. uh, station. So there's like the 15 minute neighborhood that the city's pushing. So it's, it's really well located. So we're, we're really happy about that project. Close to the water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I can tell you're excited. Perfect. And then you've got another, you've got another lot that you're working on as well. Tell us a little bit about what that one's going to look like. What the plan yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, actually, we just last week we submitted. Um, so just backtrack a little bit. It's a vacant land. It's in Orleans, which is in the east side of Ottawa. About um, 27,000 square feet. So I'm not sure how much of an acre that is. but Yeah, a little bit over half an acre. And mm-hmm. we're essentially changing the zoning um, to allow a hotel. And it already allows commercial. So changing the zoning. And we're also get, getting the site plan approval so that we can build that hotel. And that application was submitted last week. So we're just waiting to hear back probably within six weeks the first sets of comments for that project. Okay, so very cool. So you're going to build a hotel on that one. Any any idea how many rooms approximately? What size of a yeah. hotel? Um, 60, 61 rooms that we're able to fit. And so the it's a six-story building. Um, top four floors are going to be, it's going to be a hotel. There's a gym in it. Um, so 61 rooms. And the bottom two floors are going to be commercial. Um we, we don't know what type of commercial yet, but we're hoping to kind of attract, you know, a pharmacy or um, like a cafe, cafe a day program, a day program yeah. things like that. And are you guys going to hold on to this property as well and become hoteliers uh, or are you going to sell this to a, a hotel company or a developer? What's what's the plan with this one? Well, that's a million dollar question, to tell the truth. <laughs> I think at every stage we're allowing ourselves um the opportunity to decide. We do have a partner on this uh, on this hotel, so it, it'll it'll kind of depend. You know, once we get the approval, we're we're. I think at every stage we're going to look at. Okay, is somebody interested? Putting yeah. it out there, is somebody interested? And also, um, or does somebody want a partner? And to tell the truth, we don't necessarily want to to run the hotel. You know, we're not. Um, Hoteliers. We're, we're, exactly. <laughs> we're very conscious for what we know and maybe what we don't want to get into in terms of like the whole learning. That's a whole different industry. That's all. Right? Yeah, it's a business. It, that's a real 100%. business. Thing. Exactly. Uh, real estate's part of it, but that's a very active business. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. we're we're if we do end up building it, then we're we're definitely going to look 
for someone to to partner up or just hire a manager to to but it it could be one of those situations where you do just kind of get it shovel ready plans in place all that kind of stuff and plunk if a hotel company comes and says hey we'd like this spot why not right that that's exactly nothing wrong with that that's for sure well that's exciting you guys so what are your what are your plans and goals and aspirations for the next year or two? Because it it sounds like you've taken a massive, massive shift on on focus and and you're learning and um you're you're jumping right into the development side of things. Where do you want to be going over the next couple of years? Well, that's a loaded question because like we're we're always trying to 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 grow, learn more, and 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 we're really big on personal development. Um we have a young child too. So, so, so it's always, it's just, you know, juggling that managing the time management is, is a big thing for us. Like everything goes into our Google calendar and we basically run, we basically run our lives through that calendar. Sure. Um, so as far as, as far as our, our future goals is um, to be able to, to provide like products or opportunities for investors um, in multiple land development projects on a yearly basis. So like what, two, three, um, Ideally, like like knowing how much how much time it takes um, to do these projects, I think we, like I, I, I don't want to limit ourselves, but like like I think three would be a nice comfortable number to start off with. Yeah, and maybe you know I mean the, manageable, like, manageable, Man- manageable considering where you're at right now, right? So exactly, that's, exactly. Yeah, so speaking and, and, and of that, you guys, you're working together as a husband and wife team. So you're, you're living together and you're working together and how do you kind of divvy things up like responsibilities? Because Sarah, I I believe I heard you're not working at a job right now. COVID kind of took care of that. Leonard, are you still working at a job and doing real estate part-time or so how do you, how do you divvy things? And you got a young family. So lots, lots on the go. Going on. Yeah. So interestingly, that part kind of fell into place after a year and a year and a, and a half into real estate because at the beginning I think we were stepping on each other's to- toes both looking for deals both raising capital like doing and and I felt like it, it was redundant right yeah. um but as the projects got bigger I think we fell naturally into um certain roles and more strengths so now Leonard is more the networking guy he raises capital um, and I manage the projects. Um, and if we need to hire somebody, I hire, I kind of take care of like the daily management. We do also run some um, short-term and mid-term rentals. So I, I run those, um, that business and manager land development projects. And Leonard tends to, like I said, um, networking, raising capital, some property management as well, yeah. because um, some of our properties that we don't have a property property management team. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he does some once in a while needs to go to the property, then I just call him. I hire him. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's the handyman. Exactly. There you go. Smart. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that you guys figured that out because I imagine there was a little bit of clash. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> yes. But, but luckily enough, um, I do, uh, we also have a podcast and it's about real estate and, and marriage and, you know, just how couples deals, um, just run businesses together and things like that. And I think the most common question we, we get is, you know, how do you guys do it together? And along the way, it's not like we had a solution along the way, just kind of, at least for us naturally fell into what was, um, 
easier for us and and it kind of and luckily we're not good at the same things so yeah <laughs> then yeah we're you both complement each other hey i've got the perfect couple for you guys to interview i just interviewed them recently okay uh, laddie and shelly james do you have you heard of those folks no, they're actually no. in saskatoon so you okay. guys have got property in saskatoon yes. yes they did something interesting recently that they are the first single-family home property in Saskatoon that is officially zoned for Airbnb. Okay. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's, That's very, funny. very cool. Yeah. So, and it's so new, nobody even knows how to value the property. You know, it's a, it's a single-family home with a suite in it. So, they got two units that they can rent. But so, anyhow, I'm, I'm getting off track. But they've been living, working, they, they have their own business together. Mm -hmm. Both hairstylists, very, very talented, okay. have their own salon, and they've been living together, working together, real estate investing together since 1986, I believe it is. Interesting. Wow. And they're still best friends. So it's <laughs> right. a really, really good couple to interview. But I digress. Yeah. So what what do you uh what do you guys see being some of the challenges moving ahead? What what are or what have been some of the challenges getting to where you're at right now? especially when it comes to the capital side of things. Yeah, I think it just it's just um, thinking bigger. I think um, we just naturally have our limited beliefs. And obviously, like you gravitate to, to people that obviously like that you like, that you're familiar with. But in order to really uh, be optimal when it comes to raising capital, like you really have to get into into, into these these different rooms. You know, like like I know it's kind of cliche terms, but it's just it's just getting it's, it's getting in, in front of, in front of like a, a variety of people. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and then just being uh, just being well versed on obviously on on the product that you have and what you have to offer, uh, and and then creating those relationships. Yeah, and nurturing those relationships, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I I don't know what you guys have found, but I, I've talked to a number of people recently on the podcast that when it comes to raising capital, you know, they, they're, they're part of groups. They're part of uh, these online communities and, and whatnot. And they, they might get a little bit of traction there, but then it, it kind of turns into a, a feeding frenzy within the group. Cause <laughs> everybody's trying to raise capital from the same people. Right. Exactly. So, have, have you seen any of that kind of stuff? Is that what you're referring to when it's important to get in front of different rooms, different groups? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Cause, cause like, as, as you know, like we're Paul Wolf genius. And so like, uh, so, so like Wolf genius is a, is, is a good mixed bag of people that are both active and passive, passive investors. But for the most part, as you alluded to, a lot of people are trying to raise capital. They need funding. Cause at the end of the day, we all reach the level where, like you're maxed out, so you have to use OPM to to scale and whatnot. So yeah, so 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 like so right now it's all about doing different different various things. As like like for example, like whether it's a uh, playing playing poker with a bunch of people uh, that are from a different group or yeah. joining or, or, or playing golf, you know, joining a golf club. Um, I'm not I'm not a big drinker, but I'm sure if I joined uh, some that type of like scotch. You know, I mean, type of, like, you know, wine. Just, just yeah, just things. to have more water than scotch. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, but just, just those different type of environments and th those different type of rooms where you'll get exposed to different type of people, and then from there you just you just converse and you know, and then 
we we always talk about real estate in some form or fashion and then so that kind of like organically starts the conversation and then you see where it kind of see where it goes here's an idea for you guys i was just chatting with a an old friend of mine who's not far from you uh okay. very close to ottawa ken beaton actually he's he's worked a lot with uh, with alfonso and alfonso's worked with ken um Okay. Yeah, Alfonso bought a bunch of buildings from Ken and and bought Ken's property management company and any anyhow. Oh. Um one of the things that Ken did early days when it came to finding new faces and new investor prospects was he started hosting cash flow nights. Are you familiar with the oh, Robert yes. Kiyosaki's board game Cash Flow 101? Yeah, yeah we so own he, it. Yeah. <laughs> so he'd invite a bunch of his non-real estate friends over to the house and they just have a nice casual night and they'd play they have a couple of a couple of tables going with different games and they just play cash flow and then he'd kind of casually mention how he does this stuff in real life and kind of how it works and oh by the way you know if you've got a whole bunch if you've got rsps that aren't doing you very much good Here's an idea for you. You can create a self-directed account and invest in somebody else's real estate deal. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. So, you know, those those kind of things can work really, really well. And everybody was on a tear doing that for a while, but it seems to have calmed right now. So it might be one of those things that could be resurrected because it sounds like you're pretty proactive about these kind of things, Leonard. Yes, we are. Yes, that, most definitely. Like, like we love food. So, so one, so one thing that one thing that we do is like we we invite people over and cook, eat, and, cook and then we like yeah. to we like to host. And so that's that's one way that we've been able to you know invite other real estate investors into our into our home. But I like the idea of cash flow because if it, they're not real estate investors, then it introduces them to the idea of how it works without being like, hey, here's a deal yeah. in front of you. Do you want to invest? Yeah, exactly. Because again, you don't necessarily want other active real estate investors because they're probably looking to raise money for their own deals, right? So it's kind of, you know, it's nice. It's it's nice. You could talk shop and you get along and you, everybody understands each other. But as far as the raising capital side of things goes, yeah, getting getting fresh blood in there would be a good idea for sure. 100%. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, you guys. Yeah, well... I, I really uh, admire what you are doing, what you've done, how quickly you've made transitions and uh, what you've invested in yourselves for learning and education and self-development. The fact that you're busy, busy people with a young family and you're, and you're really going hard with the real estate, not just for now, but for the future. And I'm sure for your children's futures as well. Hats off to you. I think you're doing a wonderful thing. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Yeah. So people want to connect with you. Uh, what's the easiest way for them to do that? Okay. So Instagram, I'm more active on Instagram and um, our handle is same page, one word, same page dot with dot Sarah and Leonard. Sarah with an H and lettered with no uh -oh. O. So it's a little tricky. That all right. Well, that's fantastic. Well, you guys, thanks so much for being on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.